Welcome back to my channel. I am doing both a podcast episode and a YouTube video. So for those of you on the podcast listening to me right now, welcome back to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. This is going to be a different episode. I don't have a guest. I'm just going to talk about do gratitude journals really work? So for those of you who clicked on this episode or this YouTube video, I'm going to talk about why people keep saying, do your gratitudes. Like, why do people still in every video, motivational, inspirational, every self-help guru is constantly talking about, get yourself a journal, write it down, be grateful and write your gratitudes. And does it really work? Because we all want an easy solution to get out of our darkness. And sometimes people look at this and they're like, really, it's, it's that simple just to write down your gratitudes. And so you get to this place where you're like, it can't possibly work. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about gratitude and why it works and, and how I put it to the test. So let's rewind back. In 2008, we had an economic collapse. I was in real estate and I lost my job. The first time I'd ever lost a job in corporate. And honestly, I felt devastated. I didn't have savings. Actually, when I got let go from my job, I had $100 in my savings account. I was broke. And now I was going to collect unemployment. And unemployment was not really covering my rent. My rent at the time was 900 and my unemployment was 800 So for those of you who are complaining about your little checks that you're getting right now because of COVID, I wouldn't complain because in 2008, we didn't get half as much money as you guys are getting today. So if you're watching this or listening to this and you just recently lost your job, I highly recommend listening to the whole episode because this is going to blow your mind and why gratitude journals actually do work. So again, there I am, no job, $100 in my savings account, collecting my unemployment. Again, it was not covering even the total amount of rent that I was paying. So the rest of the things that I needed to buy, like gas, food, pay for my you know, dentist appointments, or at the time I was still wearing glasses. So all these things, like I had to pay for everything on my credit cards. And every time I charged something, I just felt oh, like a punch in the stomach. Like, oh my gosh, I am getting myself back into debt. because I had recently paid off all my credit cards. And so now here I am using them again, charging them up. And I knew how hard it was to pay them off in the first place. So having to do this all over again, it just felt like I was a complete failure. You know, I did everything that I thought I was supposed to do. You know, I'm the first in my family to go from high school to college without getting pregnant in between. I'm the first in my family to actually graduate from college, you know, without <laughs> having somebody there like attached to my hip like a child. I'm the first in my family to really move out of my parents' house and not being married and getting a corporate job. And I was like really proud of myself. I was living over by the beach area in Southern California, which is quite an expensive place to live. And, and I was doing well. And I really was not expecting to lose my job because 
you know, my whole entire life, they teach you, you know, all you have to do is get good grades and get into college and get a job. And then once you get that job, you will be set for life. And unfortunately, that wasn't my reality. I lost my job. And there I was in this place of darkness, feeling like a complete failure, feeling like what was the point of doing everything right and getting that college degree and getting that job and putting money away in my 401k that now I can't even touch because if I did, I would be paying a tax <laughs> a tax consequence on it, right? So here I am. I don't even know who I can talk to because a lot of my other friends still had their jobs. They weren't in the real estate industry, so they still had their jobs. And I was trying to figure out like, what do I do? But I was so stuck, focused on the fact that I was a failure, the fact that I just lost my job, the fact that everybody else seemed to be doing great. And I was the only one that still couldn't figure out life. So I fell into a deep depression. I remember it would be at least three or four days before I actually would leave my small studio apartment. I spent a lot of time just wanting to sleep the day away. Because if I actually got up and got dressed and went somewhere, that means it required gas. So I would have had to pay for gas or buy food or, or whatever. And that wasn't exactly something I could afford. And so I would sleep the day away. I would just watch TV, endless, endless television shows and movies. Sometimes when I couldn't sleep, I would just take NyQuil and I would force myself to sleep. And... It was very, very dark. I had a lot of moments where I just wanted to end my life. And that's the honest truth. I felt like things were never going to get better, especially in 2008, 2009. The economy was so bad. The news really scared you every single day. Like this was the end. It was never going to get back. This was the Great Depression. And, and eventually the fall of the real estate bubble eventually started to affect other areas like construction and all kinds of other things. And no matter how hard I tried to find another job, there was no one hiring. There was no one hiring. And even though we can look at it now, I can look at it now and see, well, it was just the economy it had nothing to do with me. But when you're in the dark pit of depression, when you're having those dark nights of the soul, you truly believe it has something to do with you. And for those of you who know me personally or have watched a lot of my content, you know that I grew up in a very toxic environment. And so as a child, I was always believing that I was unworthy, unlovable, unwanted, not good enough. And so when I would get rejected by companies, when they looked at my resume and they said, oh, we're not hiring, I didn't think, oh, it's because of the economy and they too are struggling. No, I thought because I, I was rejected because I was unwanted, unlovable, not good enough, not worthy. And so this played in my mind all the time. Now, people have heard and said this many times about having that negative record in your mind play over and over. And it's a subconscious program that was embedded in me when I was a child from zero to seven is how Bruce Lipton says, like, these are the informative years where you're like just a complete sponge. And this is when you're getting your program downloaded into who you are and how you will appear as an adult. And so this was my program. And I spent many nights just wishing for things to change and hoping that this couldn't be my existence, that I had to find a job. I had to 
because money was running out. I mean, you don't get unemployment forever. They, they only give you unemployment for so many years, and then it runs out. And as my timeline was getting closer and closer, I started to panic and panic and anxiety and stress and depression it is the lowest vibration and if you've ever been there you have some of the darkest nights of the soul where you like I said earlier you want to completely check out and so I really would ask you know the people around me like what should I do you know people that I respected people that I looked up to and they would just say you know I'm gonna pray for you I'll pray for you. Have you gone to church? That was always their answer. Have you gone to church? Have you read your Bible? I'll pray for you. And, you know, I did go to church. That was the only place I would go to is church because I was looking for answers. So I was looking for answers and I went to church. I went to church three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Sundays. And I even volunteered as children ministry and I like did everything I could. I went to women's retreats and I was part of women's groups and and I was looking for God to give me an answer. Like, what do I do now? Because I seriously was asking God, like, what do I do now? When are you going to audibly open the clouds and audibly tell me what my next move is? Because I am lost. I am lost and I am hurting and I'm in pain and I am suffering and I don't know what to do next. And Every person that I asked for help would simply say, I'll pray for you, which didn't really make me feel, A, I didn't really believe that they were praying for me, and B, I didn't, that didn't help me. Thanks for the prayer, but it didn't really help me. It didn't alleviate the pain, the suffering. It didn't alleviate the anxiety, the stress, the panic. <sighs> Until one day, I came home from church. This episode is sponsored by CoachSnap. Are you looking for an all-in-one platform to help you build your coaching business? Then you need CoachSnap. It allows you to schedule appointments, collect payments, train and support all of your clients' needs. Health, fitness, hockey, football, or even life coaches can use CoachSnap. It's the business platform that will help you be the best coach you can be. I sat on my recliner in my small studio apartment and I turned on the TV. And Oprah was on. Her Super Soul Sunday was on. And I know some people have some controversy with Oprah, but I still to this day remember what she said. She talked about gratitude journals. And, you know, I to this day is something that I preach to my clients. As a spiritual mentor and life coach, I preach to my clients. The very first assignment is get a journal get a journal. And your very first assignment for your very first week is to write five to 10 gratitudes a day. And, you know, just recently, I had a client reach out to me through TikTok, and she signed up for my program. And the very first week, you know, she's like, okay, so what's the work? What's the work? And I'm like, okay, we're, I'm going to go through an entire lesson. And then afterwards, I give you the homework. And then you give me a video of like how you felt. And then, you know, the following week, we discuss it. And she quit by week two. She didn't even do the homework. She quit by week two. She couldn't understand how simple, she was like, the homework's too simple, or it just, I can't. What do you mean the homework is too simple? Yeah, it's as simple as writing down five things that you're grateful for a day. 
And she's like, well, I don't even, I don't even have anything to be grateful for. I, I, I feel like a fake person. I feel like I'm, like I'm just lying to myself. And I understood because when I watched that episode and Oprah said, if you're feeling like you have nothing to look forward to, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling like you're in this dark place, force yourself to write down five things that you're grateful for every day. Every day. Just try it for a week. And when I watched that episode, I remember thinking, it can't be that simple. It just can't be that simple. I am going through the hardest time of my life. I am in so much pain, like physically, emotionally. It can't be that simple. Just to write five things down, 10 things, if I'm feeling grad more grateful, it can't be that simple. But there I was. I just grabbed some random notebook that I had already, and I turned it to a blank page. I set it right by my nightstand. And that night, after I had brushed my teeth and washed my face, and I put on my jammies, and before... I can like check social media to see who's on the up and up or who's going on or who just got engaged or who just had a baby. I grabbed that journal and it took me forever to write down just five things that I was grateful for because I had just felt like there was nothing to be grateful for. I'm like, really? What do I have to be grateful for? I have no job. I'm literally living on 800 bucks a month when my rent is $900. Like, I'm drowning myself into debt. I'm literally getting myself more and more into debt every single day. I have no boyfriend. (laughs) My friends were dropping like flies because I didn't have money to go and party with them and go have beers with them at the local bar. Like they stopped inviting me places because I just couldn't afford it. So, I mean, I was losing friends. The people that I thought were my friends at my old job just stopped calling because they were dealing with their own stuff. It's That's what happens with life. We're all so busy thinking that everyone's like talking about us and, and like they're in our business. They're not. They're busy trying to survive themselves. They're busy trying to like figure their own shit out. And so when times were tough, everybody scattered into their own little corners trying to figure out how they were going to survive. And so I was basically alone. You know, I didn't have a cat. I didn't even have a plant. I couldn't keep anything alive at that point. Shit, I could barely keep myself alive. So as I looked at that piece of paper, that blank piece of paper, I thought, what can I write down that I would be grateful for? And I just started with the basics. Well, I'm grateful that I have a bed. I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I have gas in my car because at that moment I had a little bit of gas in my car. I'm grateful that I have food in my refrigerator. I'm grateful that I have running water and a flushing toilet. And that's how I started. And every single day, I just started with the basics. The next day, I'm grateful that I can see. I'm grateful that I can speak and I could taste. I'm grateful that my arms work, that my legs work. I'm grateful that I am healthy. I just started writing down the basics. And here's the thing, why gratitude journals work. See, When I was in my darkest depression, all I could focus on was what was missing in my life. I didn't have a job. I wasn't married. I didn't have a kid. I didn't have a dog. I didn't have a cat. I'm broke. I, I can't find a job. Woe is me. Moo, 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 right? All I could focus on was what was wrong in my life. And instead, the gratitude journal 
made me focus on what was going right in my life. And your energy goes where your focus goes, right? And energy started to flow. So see, we are energy beings having a human experience. I mean, Oprah says it all the time. Jack Canfield says it. Wayne Dyer says it. You know, Tony Robbins says it. We are energy and energy never ceases to exist. And so here I am, I'm focusing on the positive, small, itty bitty positive things in my life. And even now looking back, they weren't so itty bitty because a lot of people had it a lot worse than me. And if we stop and think how many people that are not living in a first world country that are living in a third world country, having a bed is a huge thing. Having running water is a huge thing. Having food in the refrigerator is a freaking bonus. Having gas in your car, hey, having a car alone is a huge bonus. It made me start to focus on everything that was going good in my life. And that's why gratitude journals work. And guess what? When my focus was focused on the positive, more positive things started to show up in my life. That's how it works. When you focus on what's missing and the negative, the negative starts to show up more in your life. So I wasn't getting those jobs. I was, you know, everything negative was happening to me. Like I remember one time I came out and my tire was flat in my car and I was like, crap, I can't afford to fix a tire. See, that's what happens when all you do is stay in the darkness is more darkness starts to appear. But the moment that I decided to pick up the journal and write five basic things that I was grateful for, everything changed. I started to have an appreciation for my life, for my health, for my body, for the little things. Food started to taste better. The sun started to shine brighter. The small conversations I had with the people left in my life meant more. And then all of a sudden, I stopped sleeping the day away. I started to get up and force myself to put on my shoes and walk outside. Yeah, I couldn't afford a gym membership. Yeah, I couldn't afford to, you know, go to a class or a yoga thing or whatever, but I could afford to walk around my neighborhood because that was free. And that's what I did. I started walking around the neighborhood every single day. I started to buy food that would make me feel healthy and happy. I started to read more books and I started to like get myself in this place of feeling hungry for life. You know how Les Brown says, you've got to be hungry. And I wasn't hungry before. I was starving and all I kept thinking about was like, I don't have anything. I don't have any food. And the gratitude journal made me realize that I can eat, that I can find that hunger for life again. And that there was plenty out there. I just needed to be hungry for it. I just needed to be focused on it. And I should look for it. And just like that, things started to change in my life. I eventually got a job. I eventually got to pay off that debt that I like got myself into. And I continued the same practice over and over and over. And now my gratitudes weren't basic, like, oh, I'm glad that I have a bed. Now I'm just like, I'm glad that I have a job. I'm glad that I have a 401k. I'm glad that I have health benefits. I'm glad that, you know, like everything changed because my focus wasn't on what was lacking. My focus was on what is going good in my life. And the more you focus on the good, the more good emotions start to come into your life. Like all of a sudden you start to feel happier, more at peace, more like fulfilled because the opposite of fulfilled is feeling empty, right? 
And that's what focusing on the negative makes you feel like empty and lost. And again, going back to reiterate, makes you feel unworthy, unlovable, not good enough. Like everybody else gets all these great things in their life, but me, I I suck. I don't get anything great in my life. And that's why it's so important for you to grab a gratitude journal. I was reading this book and I think it's called A Year of, uh, of Mystical Things. I forgot who the author is, but she said in her book, you have to make the little things become magical and extraordinary before the extraordinary things come into your life. Maybe I butchered that, but I love that saying because that's exactly what happened to me. I had to make the little things magical and extraordinary before the magical and extraordinary came back into my life. And that's why getting a gratitude journal, and you don't even have to get a gratitude journal, shoot, just grab a piece of paper, get it off your printer in your office, or get a scrap piece of paper from, you know, mail. People are always sending you crappy mail. Grab one of those envelopes and just write it on an envelope. Write it on your phone. We all have a notepad on our phone that we can write our gratitudes on every single day. Make it a daily practice. So if you're watching this video or listening to this episode and you are in a dark place, and you feel like nothing is going good in your life. Maybe you just got out of a horrible relationship. Maybe you just recently got divorced. Maybe you lost your job because of the pandemic, or maybe you lost somebody because they died, or you're just in this place of darkness, and you're thinking to yourself, what is the point? Why am I alive? This sucks. Life sucks. Getting a gratitude journal and just starting with the basics brings life back into you. It breathes life back into you. That literally saved my life. It saved my life. And it's a practice that I will never stop doing. I will never stop being grateful for my life and for the little things because when we are grateful for the little things, the bigger things start to appear in our life. The magic, the extraordinary things. (sighs) I hope that helps. And tune in next week for my next YouTube video for those watching on YouTube. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast, tune in next week. We'll have another guest. Enjoy. Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. If you love this episode, make sure to share it with your friends. You can find me on the internet at fearlessfemale.com, on Facebook, The Fearless Female Movement, on Instagram at Fearless Female Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And ladies, remember, we have the power to rise and face everything. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.